Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Miles Davis, horn player, band leader, innovator. He was elegant, intellectual, vain, callous, conflicted, controversial. He was magnificent. He was mercurial. He was a genius. And he was also the very embodiment of cool, the man with a sound so beautiful it could break your heart. Featuring never-before-seen archival footage, studio outtakes, and rare photos, Miles Davis, Birth of the Cool tells the story of a singular talent, a truly singular talent that unpacks the man behind the horn. And with that, we're joined today by the director of this superb new film called Miles Davis, Birth of the Cool, Stanley Nelson. Stanley, welcome back to Film School Radio. Uh, Thank you so much. Thank you for having me here. Miles Davis is one of those artists that everyone has heard of and feels that they may know something about him. Um, what was it about Miles Davis and his life and his artistry and all of, all of the things that came along with that that you wanted to dive back into telling a Miles Davis story? Well, uh, first, there's the music. Obviously, there's, there's the music, and, and there's music that changed um, over five decades and, and that started so many different mu- uh, movements within jazz and within music. So there's that piece of Miles, but there's also, you know, this very complicated individual that that makes it uh, such a rich story. And also there's the times in which Miles lived and that he was affected by the times that he lived in. And so there's also that that story layered there. And and, um, I I think it makes for a very um, fascinating and complex story. Hopefully it does. Yeah. Do you feel like over the time since he passed that some of the acclaim of him and his music has faded a bit? Do we not do we not still sort of feel like Miles Davis is relevant? And even as you just described, so much of the music we listen to today was pioneered by Miles Davis. Do you feel like some of his adoration or the acclaim may have faded or that our memories are sort of losing touch of with his artistry? Um, that's an interesting question. I, you know, I, I don't know. My, my first answer would be, I don't think so. Um, but, you know, after I've made this film, I've been very, um, kind of shocked, you know, in talking to some young people who, who are like, you know, who's that? I, I think I should know who that is, but I don't. Which is very shocking to me. But uh, on the other hand, I also have noticed that everywhere I go, I hear miles. <laughs> you know, so, you know, you hear miles on the radio, you hear miles in department stores, you hear miles in elevators, you, you know, you hear miles in cabs, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was in a taxi the other day, and the young taxi driver said, you know, um, who's Miles Davis? He had never heard of him. And, you know, a little while later, I said, what's that you're listening to? He said, it's a group called Blue and Green, <laughs> which is a name of a Miles song. So, you know, Miles mm-hmm. is everywhere yeah well let's back up then Let, let's just sort of recount the a bit of the early days of the where miles davis came from sort of a little bit of the backstory about him and his life he's from st louis as i uh, tell us a little bit more yeah, he's, he's actually from east st louis and, and anybody from that area 
always kind of corrects you and corrects me and, and says, well, no, there's a difference between St. Louis and East St. Louis. So he's from East St. Louis. Uh, his, his, he was born in 1926. His father was a dentist. And, um, you know, Miles grew up, especially for African-Americans, especially during that period. And he grew up rich, you know. Um, uh, one of, one of, we found uh, people who grew up with him, and they said they used to call him a little rich boy. You know, um, and so Miles grew up um, wealthy. They had a farm outside of outside of East St. Louis, and Miles, you know, had a horse that he could ride. You know, all, all his life, um, and that that was how Miles grew up. But as somebody says, you know, that doesn't make him immune uh, to the to the racial animosity that existed in this country. So, um, and that's something that that we see over and over again in the film. That's kind of a, a, a subtext or sub subtext within the film is, 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 is the, the racism of the United States and how it affected Miles, you know, in his personality and, and Miles as an artist. In his family, there was uh, some um, dynamics within his family that sort of set a, a tone for his life. Uh, is that a fair statement? He and his father had a, had a difficult relationship. Yeah, I, I, I should say, though, that, that um, you know, that, that the film is kind of narrated by Miles Davis. So right. We have an actor who voices Miles, um, and from Miles' autobiography and some other interviews that Miles did, um, we have an actor who kind of voices Miles, so in some Miles' voice comes in and out throughout the film, and Miles narrates uh, the film. And, and Miles himself says that, you know, not only did he have a, a relationship with his, his parents, but, but his parents, you know, um, with each other where they, you know, had physical fights. Um, and, um, you know, he, he recounts an incident where his father punches his mother. Um, and Miles says, you know, it knocked the teeth right out of her mouth. And that, as Miles says, it had to affect us somehow. But I don't know how. There's so many fascinating things about the, this film, uh, Miles Davis' Birth of the Cool, uh, that I didn't know about Miles Davis as much as I love his music and as much as I thought I knew about him. Um, but one of the things that his, his I would say his first brush with uh, being a musician was in his high school band. Is that, I mean, that's really where... Yeah, he Miles played um, in his high school band. And one of the things uh, about that you know, was back in that era especially for African-Americans, um, you know, uh, who went to segregated schools almost everywhere in this country, um, you know, music was taken very, very, very seriously. Um, and, and so, you know, the high school bands and, and, and music lessons in, in high school were, 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 were not, they were very serious things because it was a job that black people could have, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, we're talking uh, about, uh, about the fact where, you know, um, musicians played in, in almost, you know, in, in every place, you know, in, in movie theaters, you know, um, you know, in hotels, everywhere. And so it was a job that, 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 that black folks could have, um, and so music was taken very seriously. So Miles um, first starts out, like so many people, you know, in, in, in the high school, high school band, and he goes on very quickly to, to be a member of, of um, I believe Eddie Daniels' um, uh, band in, in, in East St. Louis, which is kind of a, a band, a gig-playing band, you know, that uh, big band that, that, that played gigs all, all around the area. And he's Miles is 14 or so. As Miles was making the transition from being in a, in a band in high school, and then, dis and then at some point he made a decision within his own life to pursue this, as more than just that. He wanted to be a musician. 
what was was there a galvanizing event in his in that part of his life that really set him on the course that he he ended up on yeah well miles miles is playing with, the, with this band in east st louis and um right after he he graduates high school um he, he's able to play he kind of sit in in a band with charlie parker and dizzy gillespie and i think at that point you know miles says you know i can do it you know you know what i mean i, I these guys are good and they're better than me now but i can do it and and i'm going to go to new york where this new music this bebop is being created and so he does he, he he figures out a way to get himself to uh to to new york and part of that is by enrolling in juilliard school of music um which makes his mother happy and, and his father say okay go ahead yeah yeah and then there's a there's a point in his in this sort of musical journey he's on where he ends up in it's the billy Eckstein group with some of the most amazing <laughs> musicians imaginable that i believe it was dizzy gillespie and um uh, Ch- and charlie, uh, parker, yeah. and charlie parker in the same band yeah but, yep oh. and, and then when miles gets to new york very quickly he finds a way to 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 kind of get in with this new music so um, yeah, Miles can play. I mean, it's not it's not like Miles can't play. Miles can play, and and uh, they recognize that. And, and Charlie Parker, uh, you know, uh, signs Miles up. Dizzy Gillespie leaves Charlie Parker, and and he's replaced by Miles Davis. And I believe Miles might have been nineteen at that point. So he's nineteen years old or so. He's he's on the bandstand with with, with one of the greatest musicians of the twentieth century, uh, one of the greatest innovators of music in the twentieth century. And that's yeah. Charlie Parker. Right. I just want to remind our listeners we're speaking with Stanley Nelson. He's the director of the new documentary on Miles Davis called Miles Davis, Birth of the Cool. You can find out about the film by going to milesdavismovie.com. And uh, the, the film is opening here in Los Angeles at the Landmark Theater, actually today, August 30th, at the Landmark. And there'll be a Q&A there with uh, Aaron Davis, his son, and then Carl Lumley, who voices miles davis in the film so th- that's a terrific uh, and me and you you're not listed and here me. don't forget me I'm, I'm <laughs> yes I, I will be i will be there um you know at at the screenings all, all weekend yep oh my goodness you're not listed and i uh, well there is a headline that i missed well stanley nelson will be at the landmark this weekend uh for the 710 screenings on friday uh, Saturday and it looks like on Sunday at, for the four ten. I think the Sunday screening might be might be a little earlier. Four ten. Yeah, it's a four ten. And yeah, so and okay, so and one of the things interesting things about Miles Davis's career, he came along in a period of time, musically speaking, where jazz was in some flux. Talk, uh, sort of, give us the context of the musical environment that Miles Davis lands in when he's in New York. Yeah, Miles comes to New York in, 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 in the uh, mid-40s, and, and uh, you know, we're at that stage where bebop is, is replacing um, the big band era, the swing era, the big band era, is now being replaced by small groups, by groups of four and five, and, 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 and there's this 
there's this other music, uh, bebop, which is this hard driving, you know, um, uh, wild improvisational music that that's being spearheaded by Charlie Parker, whose group Miles joins, and and so you know, jazz is taking this incredible turn. You know, if, if you think about the music of you know Duke Ellington and Count Basie, and and and, and then that music going to the music of, of Charlie Parker, Dizzy Gillespie, and the small groups that, in some ways, continues to today. You know, the four or five, uh, six-person uh, uh, jazz group. Yeah, it. it I, I really want to say to our listeners who may not be as familiar with Miles Davis as I am, and and with jazz music, and particularly in this era. Even into today, there are so many. Jazz is a is a such a, a medium, such a musical form that is so flexible, so encompassing, and so in so many ways a musician's music. And it, during this period of time that we're talking about with Miles Davis, you've got Thelonious Monk, you've got Charles Mingus, you've got you've got the just these giants of 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 artistry in their in the field of jazz, just incredibly talented people John Coltrane I'm going to leave so many people out I, I hesitate to continue uh, naming them off but there are just so many and into this incredible um, uh, amount of talent lands Miles Davis and was able to f- carve out his own path in a way that I it resonates to this day is that is that fair well, one, of the, one of the things I was just going to add to that one, one of the things that's happening there and Quincy Jones in the film, kind of makes this this great statement. He says, you know, that that that, that these people, you know, um, wanted to to bring uh, jazz music to its highest form of artistry. They wanted to be seen as artists. This was a listening music. You know, they wanted to be taken like Stravinsky, as he says, just like Stravinsky, which was very different from the music from before. In some ways, you know, with all its artistry, the music of Duke Ellington and Count Basie was often dance music. Um, there was no dancing to Charlie Parker. Right. <laughs> yes, and and it, you're right. And into this into this mix, Miles Davis. Now, and this is the other thing about Miles Davis as well is that not only was he a supremely talented musician and worked with Gil Evans in that sort of you're talking about the Stravinsky sort of way of approaching music that to be thought of in that regard, but also. He recognized talent, and he was he was he welcomed talent into his world, and 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 was able to uh, play with it, and 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 foster its growth. Yeah, I mean that was one of Miles' uh, greatest attributes was that he was able to recognize talent, and that he was not afraid of talent. Miles wanted to play with with the best people he could possibly find. So constantly throughout his career, he's finding. The, the great musicians, and, and, and most often he's finding these great musicians, you know, as they're young and undiscovered and discovering. Yeah. You know, he kind of sets that, 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 that standard with, um, you know, his first quintet where he, you know, discovers uh, the young John Coltrane, <laughs> and, and, you know, who people haven't really recognized as the Coltrane that, that we all know and love, but he recognizes you know, John Coltrane and, and, and makes him a mainstay of his group and, and, and gives him the room to grow and, 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 you know, features John Coltrane, you know, in his band in, in, in the early years. Yeah. And look at, and that, that band that had, uh, uh, Tony Williams, uh, Ron Carter, Ron Carter, there, there's just, he had so many bands that, the, of that, the different configurations. 
that you could point yeah, to. Tony Williams, he, he picks up that band. You know, Tony Williams is 17. Yeah. You know, Tony Williams is 17. Tony Williams, when, when, the, when the, they call that the second quintet, with Ron Carter, uh, Wayne Shorter, Herbie Hancock, and Miles, and, and Tony Williams. Tony Williams can't, can't even get in the clubs. They have to, they have to stop serving liquor. While, while Tony Williams is, is there playing, and then during the breaks, Tony Williams has to go stand outside yeah. so they can serve liquor <laughs> in, in many of the clubs. Well, th- there's just so much. I mean, literally, I could spend a couple of hours discussing Miles Davis and this film with you because there's so much in it. There's just so much because it's not just about the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. It, he brought. He was. Uh, he was a pioneer in so many different uh, types of music and so many things that we take for granted today uh, as part of our musical landscape that he, he's just... Yeah, I mean, I, just, just real quick, I mean, you know, we start out with Miles, you know, uh, you know, sitting in with, with Charlie Parker. One of the last clips that we have in the film is Miles playing with Prince. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's the, the, uh, the music of the Miles band. Do you, and I hate to do this to you, but I'm going to do it anyway. Do you have a, a particular era, a type of sort of sound of Miles Davis that you tend to gravitate to, or you think is is your favorite? Do you have? Do you want to pick a favorite? Um, you know, I know. I mean, because I, I fell in love with all of Miles' music, and, and you know, I, I listened to a lot while I was making making this film. I think that that's the song that we end the film with. Flamingo sketches has been my favorite. Um, since I was seventeen or so, you know, and it's it still is is, is is one of my favorites. But you know, there's there's just so much incredible, incredible music. It is. You know, um, it's just phenomenal. Can can I tell you my 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 favorite solo of his is in the film. It's the the soundtrack to the film that he worked on Louis Mal with, the one where um, Jean, Jean Moreau is walking across the street in the film. Oh right, and he's playing right. yeah. that. That that is, they're going to bury me with that song. I'm just telling you. Right, that that that's just a, such an, an incredible story, and the fact that there's actually footage of of Miles kind of playing to to, to the screen is, is is just really kind of funny, and and that uh, we found people who who played on on that that album with Miles and. It's just great. So, yeah. Yeah, th- this is just, it's such a wonderful documentary, and you're such an accomplished documentary filmmaker, and uh, that uh, this is just a, a wonderful match here for you to be doing the, the documentary on Miles Davis, and it is, it's just a great documentary, and it's so, and if you care at all about music, you should care about Miles Davis, and this gives you all of Miles Davis' life, warts and all, he was not an easy man to work with. He was difficult, but the, the there's no denying this incredible talent that he had. And uh, th- what did you th- just real quick? This will be my last question to you, Stanley Nelson. And that is: is there something in the film that you learned that you just didn't expect to know uh, that you didn't expect to find out about Miles Davis? Um, I, I didn't expect Francis uh, Taylor Davis to be person that she is and you know I, I not to give it away i mean you know francis steals the film i mean she's just yeah. incredibly funny um insightful beautiful she's one of the most beautiful women in the world as a kid i used to sit there and stare at the cover of someday my prince will come yes. you know not knowing what i was staring at but <laughs> it was francis you know she's just she's just great in, in the film and she's a real revelation and, and um 
it was just uh, an honor to be able to sit with her and, and uh, you know, have her make me laugh because she's hilarious. Well, the film is Miles Davis, Birth of the Cool. Uh, the film website is milesdavismovie.com. You can find out more about the film and about where it'll be screening. And today, starting today, August 30th, at the Landmark Theater, uh, there'll be a Q&A after the 710 screening, and it will include Vince Wilburn, Aaron Davis, son of Miles, Carl Lumbly, who does the voiceover, and the director extraordinaire, Stanley Nelson will all be there for an incredible event, all as well as Saturday and on Sunday at 410. So please check this out. Stanley Nelson, thank you. I can't thank you enough for coming back here on Film School. Oh, it's, it's my pleasure. Please uh, buy your tickets in advance. I think that Friday may be sold out or close to selling out. And so just buy your tickets in advance. I look to see people there. Thank you all so much. Thank you, Stanley. All righty. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. 